The following podcast is a Green Fresh Media production. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Too Smart for This, a podcast dedicated to knowing better and doing better for ourselves and others. I'm your host, Alexis Barber, and today we have one of my favorite influencer friends, Kelsey Kotzer, on the pod. Originally from upstate New York, Kelsey is a Brooklyn-based fashion influencer with a knack for film and body positivity. Today, we get into staying true to yourself when you grow up without a lot of money in a wealthy environment, how she's loved her body through weight fluctuations, and the crazy scandal that led her to her TikTok rise. The links to check her out will be in the show notes, and let's get into the episode. Welcome. How are you today? Well, I know we already talked about that, but... <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Just living. I've been running around. It's a cloudy day, but I'm somehow still motivated, probably from my large coffee. Oh, yeah. My heart's racing for my espresso right now. I love to see it. I love to see it. But I'm so excited to chat with you. This is a re-recording for anyone listening because we had technical difficulties uh, last time, which yes. is so humiliating. <laughs> it happens. It happens. And it's just another excuse to get to chat, which I love. Exactly. So excited. So for anyone who doesn't know you, could you introduce yourself to my two part for this listeners? Yes. I'm Kelsey. I am a full-time content creator on TikTok and Instagram. My content is mainly focused on fashion, lifestyle, body positivity, and my love for film. I love – you have the film? Like you're putting me on. Like I think I need to be a film girl now. It's when you take a film photo and like take an iPhone photo, and this is really what solidified it for me. When you take it side by side, there's never once that I've been like, oh, I prefer the iPhone photo. Like, never, never. never. Something about film and like the grain and the tones, it just makes everyone look so good, so classic. And not to mention, it's just like you, it's, it's like the, when you're taking iPhone photos, and I'm sure you know this too from creating content. or like even like DSLR like camera you can always get a different image right like you can always like keep clicking keep clicking keep taking photos iPhone or with film you don't really have that choice it's like one and done yeah that makes sense but it's beautiful and that makes it more like in the moment you know exactly and I feel like for some reason I don't know what it is in my brain I just feel way more confident taking a film photo than I do with iPhone I mean, honestly, after I got – so I, I did a shoot last week and we did some on film and those pictures just, like, made me feel so much better. Like, yeah. um, I feel like you can see everything with a DSLR and, like, as cameras have been evolving, it's just, like, get make it look more and more real and perfect mm-hmm. in, in the moment. And it's, like, I don't really want to look at myself like that. We don't have the problem right. right now. Right. It's got, like, this, like, beautiful grainy filter on it that it's, exactly. like, it just softens everything and just – it's way more forgiving. Way more forgiving. I, that's my. That's the best way to put yeah, it. Yeah, I love. Um, expensive, but it's it's oh, so expensive. But yeah, I mean, hey, so is an iPhone. Well, it works. Big Truly. facts. <laughs> um, so I want to get started with a quick little rapid fire moment, just yeah. to get to know you, and then we'll start chatting. All right, let's go. All right, so let's start with appetizers or dessert. Appetizers. We're kin. Um, Instagram or TikTok. TikTok. Favorite TV show of all time? I think I said this last time, but it still remains Peaky Blinders. I know, and I need to add that to the list ASAP. It's so good. (laughs) Do you have a favorite book or podcast? 
Um, I also said this last time. Sorry, guys. This is a re-recording, but um, <laughs> I love the read. I love the read so much. I love the read. I'm, I'm still catching up from like weeks and weeks that I was like not on my podcast grind. Yeah. Which is just the best because I have like unlimited hours, it feels like. You have to listen to the one where they talk about Nicki Minaj and the cousin. Because I, because I was cackling. Like they are the, I can't wait. I actually can't. It was so good and they're my favorite. I love them so much. I know. I really wish they were – I know that they're not these kinds of people that are like so on the internet and so like telling everyone everything. But I really do wish that they had like TikTok or something. I know. I really think that they would just be my favorite page. They would really thrive on TikTok. Yep. I just want to hear their thoughts on everything every day. Everything. Literally the best, the best. <laughs> All right. Most important self-care practice. Um, getting enough sleep. And I love that for you. And we're yep. going to talk more about it too. So next is sun, moon, rising. Let's talk your astrology. I am a Capricorn sun, Gemini moon, Gemini rising. Interesting. Do you feel like you resonate with that? Completely. Um, my, my mom is a Gemini. And her and I are very different people, like like polar opposite people. So when I found out that I was a Gemini rising moon, I was like, oh, my God. Like, how is this possible? Like, her and I are so different in yeah. so many, like, important ways. And <laughs> then when I found out more about, like, what Geminis are, that they, like, can fit into any kind of group and they, you know, have lots of different friends. They have lots of friends from like different backgrounds. They can just kind of be like a chameleon in that sense. Mm. That's when I was like, okay, that's definitely me. Wow. That's awesome. And I feel like it's good to to figure out. So you resonate with that, you know, being able to be in any group, anything like that. So yeah. how do you stay true to yourself on that? You know, I just think it's like, I, I try and find, and this is, this is what I've always done, which is why I was like, oh shit, like I'm definitely a Gemini rising and moon. Um, I just think that like, I'm a very good listener and I think I've been through a lot of things in my life that a lot of people can relate to. So I always try and like find the thing that I can relate to people, no matter like who they are, how old they are, what they look like, anything, or like where they're from. Mm -hmm. Even though like I'm from an upstate small town, I can relate to someone in the city. You know what I right. mean? I just think that I try my hardest just to relate and not judge. That is really good. And so you said you're from a small town in upstate New York, which yes. we've talked about. How did you get sort of the, uh, I guess, you to not judge people like where does that come from um I grew up very lower middle class and I grew up in an apartment building across the street from like a very nice well-off neighborhood and so I was literally the girl on the other side of the tracks oh my god <laughs> and like all my friends like their parents were like lawyers and doctors and teachers and my family were like you know blue collar um, working like honest jobs, but definitely living paycheck to paycheck. And so when in high school and oh, I guess like middle school and high school, I was, it took a lot of time for me to realize that like, just because I don't have things doesn't mean that I'm like any less, uh, like I, I'm, I don't need approval from people just cause I don't have like the limited two genes. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't afford shopping at Abercrombie 
but like I'm still a really fun person to be around in my old Navy. I love that because it's like <laughs> a fun person to be around in the old Navy. Yes. I love that. And honestly, I relate a lot. I grew up very lower middle class myself and then went to like a very elite boarding school. And it's really hard to not compare yourself to those people or like really want to go after that. So when you were, you know, realizing this self-worth, like how did you stick to that without, you know, like getting really frustrated with yourself or your situation? I worked. I um I got a job when I was 14. I was a camp counselor. Mm-hmm. And then I got a job at a bakery and then I worked retail and then I worked a catering job and then I worked as a hostess. Like I was mm. constantly working for the things that I wanted so that I didn't have to like blame my parents for not being able to provide. Yeah. So that is big. That is big. Yeah, and that so that taught me a lot about like, oh, okay, like the jeans that everyone's wearing, like they're really not worth eight hours of my time at, at the mall. Wow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and like, it, and like they're such, and I think that's another thing like too, like working retail, my love, my love for things always came from, and I'm sure you can um, attest to this, but like not having things made me a very materialistic person. Mm-hmm. And so I've tried very hard to like reel it back, but obviously the nature of the business that we're both in, like you get a lot of stuff and like, I love fashion. I really do. But I think the love from fashion came from like recognizing what I didn't have. I agree. And I honestly think that like I, um, now being an influencer and obviously I've worked very hard to get where I am financially too. Um, now that I have all of these things, it doesn't really feel like it's worth it, you know? Exactly, exactly. Like, I was just so stressed when I was younger because, like, I think all of us are searching for, like, wanting to be able to fit in and also just, you know, wanting to be sure that we can be, uh, that we can, you know, excuse me, have the life that, like, we dream of because we're always looking at the grass on the other side. And, like, we use material things as, like, a crutch for that, but you don't realize, like, no amount of material things could change, like, the feeling of your childhood or the things that you, or the way, the things you experienced, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I remember going to my friend's house when I was in, uh, when I was in high school and she had everything. She had like brand new, like pottery barn. Her whole room was pottery barn and it was so nice. And I remember being like, wow, like I'm still sleeping with like my older brother's quilt. (laughs) Same. I used my uncle's bed spread for years. Yeah, like I'm still sleeping with the same Lion King quilt that came out in 1994. Like I'm so like her room. Yeah, like her room was so nice, but like she like wasn't a happy person. Like her family Mm. life wasn't happy. And I remember being like, well, I mean, my family life was not perfect, but like it's not this bad. Exactly. I think the same, I think the same thing. I mean, I had a crazy family life, mm-hmm. but like one thing about my family, it was that we could always come back home and like laugh together. You yeah. Know? Totally. And also at the same time, like I had cousins who had everything and like, yeah. I was so jealous of them growing up. And then you look at them today and it's like, they didn't have the work ethic and yep. they have ended up in a place where they're just very upset. So I think, like, however you grow up is however you grow up. Like, you should be proud of it, Mm -hmm. period. But I think that it's really 
so interesting for us to like come from nothing and have all of this stuff and know that it doesn't like make you happy, but it's just fun. Totally. And I think that it helped me a lot in college also. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. When I went to college, I got accepted um, as an HEOP student, which is higher education, a higher education opportunity program, mm-hmm. which basically is a program for people who are, um, you know, black, minority, any sort of anything but white. And for them to go to college. And it just so happened that I fell into the income category that everyone else did. Mm-hmm. And I was from an up, I was obviously from upstate. So I, I clicked that geographical button for them to like, yeah. kind of make sure that everyone knew about my college. And so when I got in, I was like one of four white people. And I remember being like, not shocked, but like pleasantly surprised that I was amongst like 14 other people that were just like me. Like no one really looked like me and no one came from where I came from. Everyone else is from the city. Right. But I was like, wow, we all have this like common denominator. And that right. was like, it was so comforting to me. Yeah. And that's really nice. So let's talk more about your college experience. Like where did you go? What did you study? And like, how has that affected what you do now? Yeah. So I went to Marist, which is in Poughkeepsie, New York, which is like mm-hmm. probably like three hours away from here. I went to school for fashion merchandising um, and business, a business minor. And that was really, that was the time that I was like, oh shit, like people can make fashion like a job. Mm. You know, I didn't really, I thought, I, I don't know really what I thought, but I didn't think that you could just do, I wasn't, I wasn't privy to the, to all of the jobs within the fashion industry, basically. Exactly. I didn't realize that there were like all of these intricate parts. So learning that was really exciting for me because I, I am not, I mean, contrary to what people might think about my like TikTok and like influencer life, I don't really like the spotlight. I am not the type of person to like fight for something. I'm not a competitive person whatsoever. So like in college, I kind of like sat, I was like in the background for college, like all four years I just skated by did what I need to do to get out of there because I knew I wasn't on the same path as all these other people (laughs) interesting yeah I was definitely doing the bare minimum (laughs) (laughs) I did the easiest internships everyone was like oh my god I have to intern at you know Bloomingdale's and Michael Kors and I've I have to work for I don't know Donna Van, or what's her name? DVF? Diane Van Versenberg. I was like, Donna. I was thinking of Donna Karen. (laughs) Donna. Donna. (laughs) Um, But I was like, oh, I'm just going to stay in Poughkeepsie and like work an internship here. Like, what am I doing? Like this, you guys are being crazy. It's out of control, the competitiveness in college. And I for sure fell into it. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I love that for you. So when you were (laughs) in college, you realized that this can be a job. What did you do when you graduated? And like, how did you become an influencer? I, so I had to do an extra semester at college because I, freshman year was really hard for me. So I failed two classes Mm. and had to redo them. But it just so happened, like I couldn't redo them. Like it just didn't work for my schedule. So I had to redo a, um, a semester. Mm-hmm. Which actually worked out very nicely because Jared, my fiance, had to do an extra semester because he was a transfer student. Mm. So we lived together off campus and um, 
when we graduated, or I guess like during that time, all my friends had left and they were all working jobs. And I was like, that was really the rise of Instagram in 2016 when like Tezza and Ami Song and Brittany Xavier Mm. and like Sincerely Jules, like all these girls were coming up and they had like maybe like a hundred thousand followers, but there weren't that many people on the platform. Right. And I was like, oh shit, like I love what they're doing. Like I could definitely do this. Like I've always, I always was like, I could definitely do this. Like they're doing it. I could do it. And so Jared started taking my photos at college. And then when we graduated, we broke up for a little bit. I moved to New York and started working with photographers and like getting up at 7am before work and, you know, going on my lunch break in Bryant Park to take photos by myself. It was just like, it was crazy. And then that was like the next four or five years of my life, just like getting up, taking photos, like all for like little to no reward. Mm -hmm. And then finally in February of 2021, I had a video go viral and here we are. Crazy. So, but you worked for a long time. It's not a like long you time. became an accidental, like famous person. Long time, and that's what my fiance says. Like, I, I can't remember who who he, he's quoting, but it's like luck isn't overnight. Like, an overnight mm. success is never an overnight. It's always like years and years and years of hard work. And exactly. That's exactly what happened. And so, uh, was it like when you were in 2016 making this decision of like, am I? I'm gonna start taking these pictures. What was your goal then? Like, did you always want to be the full-time influencer or were you just doing it because like, you were like, I, I, this is possible. Like if they could do it, I could do it. I didn't really know the parameters of what it meant to be an influencer and like what it meant like for like what you got out of it. I just mm. knew that I loved that creative platform. So I wasn't really like, I didn't really understand that people got free stuff and people got to go places. I just thought that they were like curating like a, their own lifestyle, like lookbook. Right. I, which is really cool. Yeah. Which is really great. I love the concept, but like I didn't realize you could have like a full-time job out of it. I don't think I realized that until maybe like, I don't know, like until some, some, one of them put a YouTube video up on online and was like, this is my full-time job. And I was like, wait, 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 what? What? <laughs> you can do this full-time? I want that. Right. So let's talk about you when you went viral and how you made this your full-time job. Yes. So I I guess I can, you know, describe the video. I – so let me uh, – I guess more of a backstory – in during quarantine, I downloaded TikTok because my fiance's five younger brothers and sisters oh all were on TikTok. <laughs> like three of them are triplets. And so they were all like, they all love to ha- like gang up on me and they're like, download TikTok. Like it's so fun. We'll send you so many videos. And they're all like Aww. cat videos and stuff. So they're adorable. And so I finally got on it and I was, at first, it was a lot of dancing. And like a lot of, a lot of shit that like I wasn't into until like, you know, you have to curate your own for your, for you page, you know, you have to like spend time to like figure out what you do and do not like. And so when I did that, I was like, oh, this is sick. And then Instagram dropped reels. So I was like, oh, okay. So like 
I could definitely just like post on both, like the same videos on both. And I just, I'm not doing double the work Mm -hmm. because my main platform at the time was Instagram, even though it was not very big. And so I started posting and then I had a job at American Express and I quit that job in August of 2020. I was just like very unhappy with it doing, you know, quarantine, waking up, opening my laptop, working, closing my laptop, going to bed, doing everything the same every day was really driving me nuts. And I had wanted it. I had wanted a change for a long time. So I was, I got a job at a PR agency in the city and that turned out to be, you know, tragic in itself. So in November, I decided I was going to quit the, the PR job and just give myself until January to like full on make videos, make content, just give myself three months, two or three months to just like full speed ahead to see if I could make it work because I had never had like a full long time to put everything I had into content. And so I did that. It didn't work out obviously. And January came around and I started, you know, reaching out to friends and like applying to places. I was doing uh, preliminary phone interviews. And then in February I posted a photo (laughs) that I thought was like super creative. Like I hadn't seen a lot of people do in a long time. This was like going back to the old days of Instagram when you used to do like four photo collages. So I posted that in this one particular Urban Outfitters cardigan. Mm -hmm. And then the next day I get a text message from one of my friends with a screenshot of, um, Danielle Bernstein, who is a really large influencer. She has like almost 3 million followers with the same photo, (laughs) like the same cardigan, the same four photos. And so she, she and I like had a little, we, this had already happened before in the November previous with this one Simone top Mm -hmm. and I let that go because I obviously was a nobody. I mean, I was a nobody when this happened too, but I was like, you know, I don't really have a platform to like stand on if right. to call her out, so whatever. But then this time I was like, you know what? I was uploading six TikToks a day at this oh. point, trying to like what? seriously grind it out. My room was a fucking mess. <laughs> like clothes, clothes were everywhere. Six TikToks a day. I'm and unwell. I, and I think from like December to February at that point, I had like gained like – I had maybe 3,000 followers. Oh, my God. Posting six TikToks a day. It was exhausting. I bet. And um, so when that happened, I posted it like maybe an hour later. It had like 80,000 views. And <gasps> then crazy. I woke up the next morning and it had 1.5 million views. And I had 75,000 new followers. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh my and then god. The days leading after that were the days leading. The days after that were just more and more followers, more and more views. And I think today it sits at like 5.7 million views or something. Jesus. And yeah. it's just like it another example of something she'd been doing so much. So much. I mean, she's been ripping off people for, you know, forever since the beginning mm. of time. <laughs> So I, my Instagram numbers tripled and, um, I think that was, it was an unfortunate way to like blow up, but I think it really stands for like who I am. It's like kind of, it's kind of hilarious. Cause it's like, 
I am seemingly like the little guy. She's seemingly the big guy. And I'm just like, not going to let that fly. I'm not going to let, that's like very much who I am in my day to day life. Like you're not going to walk all over me. Cause I mean, growing up poor, (laughs) you have to have like a thick skin and especially going to a very rich college on a scholarship, like you have to develop uh, thick skin because if you don't, like you're just going to be really sad all the time. So I was like, I'm not going to let this fly. I made that video and I was like, you know what? Fuck, fuck her. This Mm -hmm. is like not okay. Because in my mind, I was still, I was like, I was like standing on the backs of like everyone she has ripped off. Exactly. And that's the thing is like, I think, I, we're very similar in that. Like, I will always call someone out. That's how I kind of got my start too. And like, I will continue to do that because there are so many people who just are too afraid to do so. Yes, exactly. 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 And so I think it's like a really good origin story for you. But what do you think has let people has made people stick around? I think it's because I have I have something to offer. I don't mm-hmm. think that I'm the same kind of influencer that you see everywhere. I think I, I I like to think that I'm a little different in that regard because I, I don't know, I, I'm older, you know, I started, I started young, but like, I didn't get this like popularity. I'm 27. So it's like, I have, Mm -hmm. I have a little bit of life experience behind me. And like, I, I'm an adult. Like, I'm not going to make stupid videos. I'm not going to make things that I don't care about. I'm not going to like lead people astray. I I also, you know, gained a lot of weight this past year, two years, and I think discovering my, like, body positivity and, like, love for my own body and, like, giving myself some some grace has really resonated with a lot of people, and I think they're, they see a lot of themselves within me. And, I mean, I agree. I personally feel that with your content where oh, it's, like, not, it's, not, it's, like, a level of unapologeticness that I really aspire to Um, and you have such great style you have such great like I mean everything you offer is gold but you're also really thank you so I'm really curious on that like body positivity part because that's really like where I started with all of this too Mm -hmm. how has that journey been for you and what has been most helpful in accepting your own body I mean it's not been easy I mean anyone who says that loving their body is like easy is like a full on liar. I, I have been a skinny person my whole life, Mm -hmm. my whole life growing up. I was literally a rail. I did not have boobs. I've always kind of had hips and a butt, but I was very thin. So it was like Mm -hmm. nice and perky. (laughs) And like (laughs) in, in college I gained like you know, the classic freshman 15, except my, my freshman 15 was like freshman 25, but it, it all like kind of evened out because I was, I'm pretty tall. I'm like five, seven. Yeah. And, um, I'm, I've always been athletic. So it, it kind of like evened out my body and I, you know, you couldn't see my, like my, my rib cage anymore, you know, Ooh. not for lack of eating. Like I was a disgusting eater in high school. Like, <laughs> You know, I was just so active and very, very thin. And so in college, I, that hit me really hard in college. I was like, oh my God, like no one's, people used to be like, oh my God, Kelsey, you're so skinny. And people weren't saying that anymore. So I was like, 
Oh wow. my God. Yeah. It's so it, stressful. Yeah. it really hit me hard. And then leaving college, I, you know, I was just like, you know what, whatever, I'm just going to have fun. Like if drinking equals gaining weight, I'm having so much fun going out with my friends, like whatever. And then I left college and, um, in, in New York, it was really hard for me to like feed myself because I was like going out so much and like I was making literally zero dollars and then paying all of my money on rent. So I was like not eating very well. So I lost a lot of weight and then like would gain it back. And then I was very like fluctuating Mm. with my weight. And then 2020 came around and we quarantined in my fiance's house with his family. So like I said, he's one of six. So there was a lot of you know, children's food around. Oh, I get it. I grew up in the house. I'm one of eight. Is yeah. Oh my God, you're one of eight? I'm the oldest of eight. Holy shit. So All you know people. exactly what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're Yeah. So, I mean, the kids were eating mac and cheese and like, you know, there was always like cookies. And then I started baking because I was like, oh, there's nothing to do but bake. And then I discovered Drizzly, which is like an alcohol delivery service. I was like, oh shit, like I don't have to go to the liquor store. I can just have it delivered to me. Mm. And I was really like coping in very unhealthy ways. I was like eating like 10 cookies a day because I was like, oh, these are the only thing that are bringing me joy at the moment. Right. (laughs) And like, oh, this margarita. Sure. I'll have a margarita and cookies for dinner because I'm fucking depressed. Yeah. The world is ending. Literally. So, um, I was, it was just like chaos. And so, uh, I gained a lot of weight and I was really sad for a really long time. And then I came back to, we came back to Brooklyn and I was just like, you know what? Like I am healthy and Mm. I, I have my fiance with me. I have my friends with me. All of my family somehow skated away without getting COVID and like we're all vaccinated. And I was just like, I need to be nicer to myself because some people this year like lost their parents or like lost their grandparents or their best friends or something or got really, really sick and had a really hard time, lost their apartment. Like I didn't experience any of that. I just gained weight. Right. And when you put it in perspective like that, it's like, I just need to be nicer to myself because I would never in a million years look at someone after they told me that they gained weight, be like, you're a piece of shit, you know, like it's like normal and my body is changing. And of course, like I should be healthier. I need to work out more. And like, I, since then I've, I've become vegan and like, just like, you just need to give yourself a little bit more kindness. And I think that's what helped me. Cause I was like, you know, I would never tell my best friend that she was a piece of shit for gaining weight. So why am I telling myself? Exactly. And I think you've said it. uh, You came to that conclusion in a really like healthy way. And I think all of it makes a lot of sense the way you cope during one of the most unprecedented and terrifying times that anyone's ever had to live through. Mm -hmm. And you also are are doing a really good job of noting like the health is the most important thing and not the appearance, you know? Exactly. And like that for me is like the big thing that I'm really trying to work on is getting to that place where I'm comfortable with my body because – I love it and like it's helping me as opposed to like seeing it as a burden, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And it's like it's such a it's a thing that you can change, right? Like you can right. work hard to to lose weight if that's so if that's what you wanted. You can make choices. It's not something that like you can't change. 
Exactly. And it's and something that I think people like, um, and I love that part of it too. And it's like, it's also like right now you're so fine. And I love that for you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, good. so when you, have you ever felt like uncomfortable as an influencer? So something I struggle with is like, I can't edit my own videos anymore because I like really start to judge my appearance like how is it like you've gained weight and come into fame at the same not fame lol sorry (laughs) and you've had a lot more eyes on you at the same time yeah how does that feel like how do you handle that honestly it's I think it goes back to my my like my competitive my non-competitive ways I really never cared about like content or like what I looked like obviously I wanted to look cool and I would never like post it if I had like a double chin or something but um I like I've I've spent when I moved to New York for a good like year and a half I spent a long time trying to be other people and it really did not help my mental health (laughs) like it was super bad I took like a seven month hiatus from Instagram and I was like I am not doing well and yeah. then when I realized that, like, like when I'm – when I look at California influencers and, like, they're posting with palm trees and, like, the beach, like, it's not my fault that I don't live in California. Right. You know, it's something I can't choose – I can't fix at this very moment. So why am I f- so fixated on it? Yeah. And so I think from that moment and, like, that was probably like 2017. I was like, you know what? I just need to like post it because this is exactly like what you're going to get. This is me. I'm not going to heavily edit my photos. I'm not going to like face tune. I'm not going to do any of that. I'm just going to post it and just like let it leave my brain because if you guys don't like it, then that it's not for you. But like this is literally what I'm putting out. This is me fully, wholly. So if you don't like it, you can leave. Exactly. And that's like a big, big thing to come into, especially like when you're young and have that realization that like this is your life and you can either spend all of your time trying to be someone else or you can just like love who you are. Yeah. And I think that's why – I think that's why coming into uh, this popularity on this app at 27 is so much better for me than when I was like 21 because I I I can't imagine oh my god I would be such a mess like I look at I just started the D'Amelio D'Amelio show on Hulu Mm -hmm. and I'm just like I feel so bad for these young girls who are like have so many eyes on them at 17 oh no 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 no, I can't like I when I look at their like lives no Mm -mm. I just mentally it's the way people are so mean to us and we're, like, so miniature, <laughs> yeah. it's, like, what the fuck? Like, I can't imagine it. Like, I really don't care. If you're, like, a young teenager who's, like, really, like, on these apps, like, that's a struggle. And, like, I will never, like, be mean to people like that, even no. if, like, whatever's happening because you are literally so young. I can't imagine working to pay my f- mom's mortgage. No, Do you know I what know. I mean? Like, that pressure at that age – Oh my god! It would make anyone oh go god. crazy. It, it, yeah, I would go crazy. I mean, I would be insane. <laughs> oh, I just feel so bad for 
it's like that level of pressure. And then it's also just like a regular degular, like my siblings who are young and growing up with all of these social media, like we grew, I grew up, you grew up like very lucky. I feel like with not out having to have it super early, but I think I was in the last group where like, it was not necessary to like have that until you were at least like 14 or 15, you know? Oh yeah. See, see, Instagram didn't even come into existence until I was in a senior in high in high school. Right. And like Whereas, even, even then, no one had it. <laughs> exactly. Like, nobody was using that. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and it's so funny because, like, I think I got Instagram, like, in eighth or ninth grade. Holy and shit. And it was still really, like, there was so much that could have gone wrong. And, like, we had Tumblr. And Tumblr <gasps> yes. was the first time where it was, like, you know, people glorifying mental illness on the internet. Yeah. And, like, now I feel like with TikTok and Instagram, that's just, like, so much more popular. Totally. And you know what that reminds me? When I look back at, like, my Google Photos, because that's where I keep everything, Mm -hmm. I don't have anything from, like, 2014, 15, 16, because Instagram and Snapchat didn't let you save anything at that time so like I couldn't like go back into my memories and see like what I was snapping but like I look at some of my like younger friends they're like oh my god like this is me a senior in in college I was like I literally don't have that I couldn't I couldn't tell you what happened in 2014 (laughs) (laughs) I have no proof of it I have no idea that is so funny that's so crazy (laughs) that that's your life literally I feel so old it's so wild but I think I I agree like I think having a little bit of um a little bit a lot of it whatever of life experience makes creators a lot better um just because you it's real and like when you're being unapologetic with it which I love and you clearly do that with your content thank you you. we love to see it so I like to keep I'm trying to keep these a little bit shorter but um I do want to talk a little bit about your um like we've talked about things you've overcome but as a creator as like someone who grew up low income I'd also love to chat about relationships because people are always asking questions about this and you are just recently got engaged which is so exciting so for you like how has it been managing your relationship with like being um a public figure I guess you could say um it's not horrible Jared really isn't really on social media which is like mm. I feel like so blessed, <laughs> like so blessed that he's not really like into it. He has like a very active Twitter, but like not on Instagram, not on you know any. He's not on TikTok, so I feel like I'm very lucky because I'm able to separate it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get to show him, and like he thinks it's funny, and he's like my biggest support system. So I've there's never been like a not the, and not even that I would ever it would ever come to this, but there's no like content or me, you know what I mean? Right. He's very supportive. He helps me film. He help. He takes like almost all of my film photos. Um, mm. His grandfather actually was like the first one who gave me his film camera to play with. So he's yeah. he's I mean he's been taking my photos since like 2016. So he's been the he gets it. He gets it. He's been like at the center of everything. Literally. So, um, yeah, he's he's super supportive, and I would not have anything without him. I love that. So are you – like, I love this so much because it's so important to just see cool examples of that, of, like, supportive partners. And I yeah. love that he spends so much time with his family. 
Yeah, completely. They're, we're all super close. Like my brother is five years older than me. So, Mm -hmm. uh, he was like kind of out of the house pretty early on when I was, you know, we didn't really grow up together. You know, he was already like kind of grown. So seeing like being able to be like a big sister figure to all of his siblings has been so fun and like a really like beautiful experience because I obviously didn't have that. I love that so much. And you said you're not like rushing into wedding planning. Is that so? That is 100%. Someone, my manager told me that like 2022 has like 50% more weddings than any other year ever. I bet. (laughs) So I'm definitely waiting a long time. Terrifying. I'm going to try and milk the content as long as I possibly can. Oh, please do. Please do. I love wedding content. It's so fun to watch. It's so fun to watch. I can't even. Yeah, I okay. fully plan on trying on like 200 dresses just for the as videos. As you should. As you should. <laughs> yeah. Because I will watch every single one. Yeah. I promise you that. I promise you that. Okay. So the question I like to ask everyone at the end of my episodes is – Finish this sentence with something you want young people to know. You're too smart for. Ooh, you're too smart for them. And Ooh. that them, you could insert any sort of group. You know, the people who make fun of you, the people who don't support you, the people who are on your same page about things that are really important to you, people who, you know, bring you down the popular group that you think are popular, but they're really just, you know, sad people who like to bring other people down. Yeah. Insecure people who like to project that on you. Like you are enough. Yes. You don't need that. I love that. That is a perfect way to end. Where can everyone find you if they want to keep up with your incredible personality and content? (laughs) I'm on Instagram at Kelsey Kotzer and my TikTok is at Kelsey underscore Kotzer. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. This was so great. Even the second time was better. (laughs) I agree. Thank you so much for listening to Too Smart for This. I really appreciate your support. So please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify. It helps me out so much. If you like this, check me out on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Alexis Barber. And don't forget to follow the show at You Are Too Smart for This on Instagram. Have a fabulous day. And don't forget, you are too smart to not love yourself.